1: Everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. My name's Bill Matz. I'm your director, of fun and games for the evening. Welcome to the fucking Flyers post game thing here on Green Room. Uh, new month, same story. Flyers uh, are terrible. They're just an absolutely terrible team. I, 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 of everything we've seen from this team over the years, this run of just abject mediocrity. I know they've looked worse, but God damn, it doesn't feel like it. I didn't, I don't know about you. I didn't, I barely paid any attention at all in the third period. Uh, like the game just did not capture my interest. Um, I know they scored, you know, in the second after, uh, basically after they didn't score on the power play, I was done with the game, but I obviously kept it on, kept watching for the most part. Uh, Peru's Twitter, you know talk to my dog a bit, all the all that good stuff, but this team fucking stinks, imagine if they didn't have a goaltender, like Carter Hart still looks fine, you know, he, he made some huge saves again tonight, uh, they're just hanging him out to dry left and right, they're screening him, giving up odd man rushes, leaving guys alone in front, uh, imagine, and this isn't, this isn't anyone's fault or i mean it's the, this isn't on nick sealer i'm not like blaming nick sealer for anything that's going on imagine your 7th defenseman being nick sealer like fucking imagine i know like samuel moran's hurt but like at this time 12 months ago samuel moran was being cross trained as a forward you know they were changing his position because they were done with him at defense so i don't want to hear like how he's killing their depth and everything him being out like uh, this is where they are they have so few good players in this organization as a whole and yes they have been hit hard by injuries Faraby goes down tonight right when they get Kevin Hayes back that's a kick in the dick but They just have so few good players that as soon as one guy goes down, it's a fucking disaster. And once again, I'm not like talking like, oh, yeah, the reason they lost is Nick Sealer. It has absolutely nothing to do with it. But it just speaks to the bigger issue. Like, we look at this team, and it's like, where are all the good players? We just don't have any. It's fucking unbelievable that we went through everything we went through under Hextall And none of those guys are any good. I'm just baffled by the entire situation. Again, I don't want to be here all night. I don't want to do fucking 96 minutes like we did the other night. Uh, It was a great show. I had a great time. Uh, But at the end of the day, we all have lives and things we could be doing other than bitching about this terrible hockey team. Nothing ever changes because they don't want it to change. They came out and told us actually everything will be okay when we get healthy. Ah, Kevin Hayes was back tonight. We scored one goal. It was the guy you didn't want on the team. Uh, yeah Morgan Frost scored. Uh anyway, let's get to the callers. Let's lead it off with Kyle Bendel. Kyle, you're live with the post game.
2: Hey, Bill. Uh don't want to go too long here cuz I'm way too drunk to uh to articulate on here. But we just watched the uh Rangers lap us in rebuilding a team. Um so that's cool and yeah. Yeah, I did. I really don't know how to feel about that, so.
1: And not only did they lap us, like, they were on their way anyway. And then, you know, they get beaten up by Tom Wilson, and they decide, let's go out and get the heaviest team in the league. And they are still miles ahead of the Flyers. Like, they fired oh, yeah. their coach and everyone, like, they replaced everybody, and they had a good year last year. Like, things were trending up, and they are like, nah, fuck that. <laughs> and they accepted They accepted none of it. Uh, and here they are. Like, they could very well win the division this year. Like, the division's good, and, you know, there's teams ahead of them and everything, but damn, if they're not one of the better teams all of a sudden. And the the thing
2: that really makes me upset is that it seems like they are doing – exactly what the Flyers want to do, which is be opportunistic, score some goals, rely on your goaltender, except they have better skilled players, and their goaltender is a goddamn brick wall, even though we have a great goaltender too. But Shusterkin is just... I. I just don't know. Like, against but he, the Flyers, he, it's no, just yeah, automatic. Like
1: Shesterkin, Shesterkin's awesome, and, like, right now he looks better than Hart. And who knows? He, he Like, overall he might be. But look at what Hart has done with a lead. Like, it's like pitching with a lead. You just have more confidence. Like, mm-hmm. give Shesterkin a lead, and you're, to your point about being opportunistic, like, there's a you have a much higher chance of, you know, cashing in on those uh, – cashing in on those opportunities when you have an Artemi Panarin, you know? Oh, yeah, no exactly. When you, an, when you have an Artemi Panarin, you know, looking
2: to snipe a uh, you know a goal every once in a while, it's a lot better than having a Couturier who is, you know, a good player but is a Selkie nominee and not a sniper like an Artemi Panarin. But uh, thanks, yeah, uh, yeah. Bill.
3: Uh, good talk. Yeah, th-
1: thanks a lot, Kyle. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's just like g- give – give Shisterkin a lead with our incredible skill and then beat them up. Like, look at what happened in the third flyers had flyers played a good, the sick part is this is the flyers best game in at least two weeks. Like they actually look decent for a large part of tonight's game. Now, one, that's a really, really low bar. And two, they've played themselves out of, okay, it looks like that's something to build not Like, no, they've, they've played themselves out of that. This seven, seven losses in a row. Like, You don't get to play that game when you haven't won since fucking Halloween or however long it's been. Uh, But it's very obvious. Like, they have some skill at the top of their lineup, use that to build a lead, and then beat the shit out of you in the neutral zone and have your goalie shut the door. Like, it was obvious what their plan was, and they did. I thought they were going to run us out of the building tonight, and it was nice to see the Flyers, like, push back a bit in the second period. And then at least at the start of the third until the Rangers kind of found their footing again, but baby steps, right? Yeah. No, it was, uh, it's amazing that the Rangers are this much better than the Flyers. Uh, let's go to Warren Brody. Warren, you're live on the post game. Warren, you're muted.
4: Warren. I got you. I got you. I'm sorry. How are you you're doing? Good. Uh, so, I... you know, uh, just a couple of comments, a bad start. Once again, you don't, Show up to first ten minutes and the game's over. It's two nothing already, and that's it to me. That's that's on the coaching staff. It's on the player, on the leadership group. Let's point to them because you know what? I'm tired of hearing about how our captain and our alternate captains and how great friends they all are, but they can't. You can't afford to 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 play thirty minutes a night. I mean, it's the same old, same old.
1: No, that's that's absolutely it. Like these slow starts have been have been a problem for a long time with this team. And Claude Giroux is part of that. Sean Couturier is part of that. And the coaching staff's part of that. And we were told, you know, they brought in all these guys this off season, guys who are used to leadership roles, guys who are going to contribute in the locker room, all that shit. Where's that? Where is any of that? This is a team that's letting things snowball and get out of control again. They're starting games slow. Like I said a minute ago, this was their best game, you know, in weeks. But, like, you, I, don't, yeah. shouldn't be, you shouldn't be down 3 nothing before you wake up. Like, you're done. You're not going to – their top end is three goals. That is the most they've scored since October 25th. So unless you are going to outdo everything you've done for over a month, you have lost already 22 minutes into the game.
4: Oh, It's interesting, though, that Morgan Frost shift where he scored a goal was the best shift I've seen a flyer all year. And he, he looked like a guy that has tremendous potential. I hope we, you know, keep working with him. Uh, the other thing, I wanted to bring up the Fletcher fiasco yesterday, I just uh, what your thoughts were. I was very underwhelmed, and, and, you know, I didn't feel real confident that things are going to get much better based on that
1: yeah yeah i agree warren thanks a lot it was um it was shitty like we just got told i mean it was not unexpected you know there was nothing we heard no rumors or leaks that the coaches were being replaced they were practicing what an hour 45 minutes before the press conference it was kind it was a requested press conference i believe the media asked to speak to fletcher it's not like he was like i gotta go out and make a statement Like, no, he was requested to talk, and he just said a bunch of bullshit. Like, this team, uh, they've won, was it now, at the press conference, they've won 43 of their previous 92 games, and he's saying he needs to see a little more. It's all about the health from missing Hayes and Ellis and that shit. And listen, I'm not discounting Hayes and Ellis. They need those guys. But if the entire season falls apart, Like you're you're not missing Claude Giroux, you're not missing Carter Hart. If the entire season falls apart because of one or two guys, like guys are going there are going to be injuries. This is a contact sport. You play 82 games and then you go to the playoffs. Everyone is hurt. Look around the league. The devils beat the shit out of us without Jack Hughes the other night. He played his first game since like the third game of the season. Like Everyone's hurt. Look at what Colorado has been doing without Nathan McKinnon. They score six fucking goals a night. Like, I I don't want to hear this injury bullshit, but here's Fletcher up there. Oh, well, the first 10 games – no. The first 10 games is a lie. The first five they scored a bunch of goals, and the next five your goalies looked really good. And that's the only reason you didn't lose all five of those games. But, like, it, it, except for the first five games, this team has been absolutely dreadful, save for the one awesome Carter Hart performance against Carolina. Like, that's it. And he's up there trying to bullshit us, telling him he needs to see more. What, what else do you need to see? You've been here since, what, 2019? Like, it, you've, you've seen enough. 2018, right? Was it December 18 Fletcher got in here? Time isn't real anymore. I can't remember. Chris H., Chris H., H you're live on the post postgame.
3: Uh, hey, Bill.
1: How um, are you tonight?
3: Uh, well, just frustrated like everybody else. And my comment was that when this team is lacking in two crucial areas that all the Stanley Cup winners had, they, you know, the Penguins, the Blackhawks, the Blues even, and you had the Lightning. They all had elite game-breaking centermen and forwards, and they all had a guy on the back end who was who could eat minutes and drive offense. You know, you had the Blackhawks with prime Duncan Keith. You had LeTang. You had Headman, and you had you know Petrangelo from you know who's in Vegas now. The Flyers don't have that guy. They have Provy. He's not a He's not, you know, an eat minute eating offensive defenseman. He's a second pairing defenseman. So they don't have that. And they don't have an elite centerman. They don't have elite game breaking forward. So how can you expect to do anything when you don't have those two things?
1: You can't. They're not good enough. Like it's very obvious. We have seen enough of this team to know that they like, listen, we can blame the coaches, and I think they need to change the coach because what else can you do at this point? But we've seen enough of this team to just know they don't have enough.
3: Yeah, and the last thing is that you know people are blaming Hart and everything. I mean, they're coming after Hart now, but he's standing on his head every night. And you're playing Avs wanting to play this defensive system, dude. You got to open this system up. Like, none of these guys are built for this defensive New York Islanders style system. It only worked with the Islanders because they had elite defensemen. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I,
1: I, yeah, you have Nick Sealer back there and you're, and, and like Keith Yandel, and you're like, yeah, we're going to play defense. Well, that ain't going to work. Like, it simply will not work.
3: Yeah, and uh, I'll let you go, Bill, but thank you. Right.
1: Thanks a lot, Chris. I appreciate it. Uh, let's see. Hunter Moyer. Hunter, you're live on the post game. Um, Bill. You you stole what I had uh my original thing that I had, but I want to go back
5: to it again is when Fletcher came out yesterday whenever that was with the press conference, um it, it doesn't make sense when you say you haven't seen enough. When if this does if this does blow up and the team sucks, why would you go out and get Ellis and and Atkinson and then just wait for it to blow up again like you you need to make a move that's yeah, where I
1: to toss 100, 100% and like listen I I realize fully that you it takes two to tango another team has to be willing to make a move all that shit you know it's hard to make hockey trades cap room I understand everything but you're desperate like your season is just about fucking washed, and it's December first, and you went out, you went out and made these moves. Sure. Like you gotta, you gotta do something to save this thing, or like you just you took on Ryan Ellis's contract, you handed Hayes that big contract, you know, Atkinson still has term left. You gotta make a decision on G. Like what? What are we gonna run this thing back for four more years and just like hope to get a wild card? What? Do, what are you gonna do? How long is how long does it take for you to figure things out? Like what happens when we're in last place, which like they might be in right now, honestly. Like uh, how much do you need to Hello. see before you got to do shit? Hello Buffalo. <laughs> no, well, I it's just. It's possible. <laughs> I don't. It,
5: it's mind-boggling because I'm really starting to to figure. It has to be coaching. It has to be because Voracek is doing pretty good with uh going back to columbus you know he was never a goal scorer he was always a playmaker like Giroux. but you know ghost isn't that bad since he left but it's like i don't i I don't know i don't know how to take it
1: my god dude look at it look at a ghost like they could use him so bad (laughs) it's unbelievable how useful ghost would be right now and like they tried to replicate it with keith yandel but like Keith's not a shoot first guy on the power play. He's a hundred years old and he's a, he's a distributor. Like you basically have blood clot, blood clot chemo teaming in back there hoping to like jumpstart your power play. I, it's just I, coaching is a huge part of it. The players have to take some ownership. It's really, it's an organizational issue with this oh, lack it, of. It, it is, it is.
5: And when you when you went to yesterday in the when I listened to the podcast and you were like screaming, I, I get I get that Charlie's coming from the perspective of an analytics and reporter, but as a fan, you gotta understand that this is so fucking infuriating that <laughs> I don't know, like frost, like frost today. He's skating down as a three-on-one. He sees the guy laying down. He has to see him
1: laying down. And he, mean, he proceeds laid down, to
5: fucking pass it.
1: <laughs> he laid down early. Like, it looked... Re- and maybe, like, he tried to sauce it over him and just didn't, get, just didn't get it. But, like, he laid down early enough for you to make a better which, decision.
5: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's it. I mean, the other thing is, is you can win with a team like this, but you need to buy in the fact that you have to be a gritty team and not have that superstar. Like when they went to the Stanley Cup finals, fucking Richards was their best point maker with fucking, I think it was 62 or some shit like that. But that was a team that bought into that that gritty play style back then. And we just don't have it. I appreciate it, Bill.
1: Thanks a lot, Hunter. Yeah, it's the frustrating part is coming to the realization that The Hextall era didn't work, and that means you might have to start over. And that's just even more time of flat-out bad hockey. And, like, I don't want to watch more bad hockey. I've watched enough. Like, don't I deserve some good hockey now? Like, is January till March 2020 all I get? Like, that's the good hockey I get for, like, eight years. (laughs) Jesus Christ. All right. Dan Allen, Dan Allen, you're live on the post game.
6: Hey Bill. Uh, first of all, I wanted to say that as the flyers get worse, BSH radio gets better. That show, that show uh, was fantastic. Um, I appreciate it. No problem. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm glad you mentioned, uh, you know, the sort of like what you just said, because I, I was thinking about people who want the flyers to tank, you know, to, uh, you know, to potentially be bad and then, oh, let's get some high draft picks. And that's the only way to get better is to get high draft picks or whatever, which might be, you know, there's not, there's some truth to that. But one, I refuse to sit through multiple seasons of last place hockey. And two, I've yet to be convinced that this team can, this organization can draft its way out of a wet paper bag. I mean, what have we gotten in the draft? Like I'm thinking of the three, there's three top, not, I mean, Patrick isn't here anymore, but, the three top 10 picks that the Flyers have had in recent memory were Gachurier was eight. Of course, he's great. Provorov is average and Zach, Zach Wierenski is better than him. And he was drafted one pick after. And then Nolan Patrick, who like I, I can just laugh and that can explain his career so far. So I, I don't know why I should have any faith that they can draft their way out of it or trade their way out of it. Cause, or I, why should I have any confidence? <laughs>
1: No, it's, oh, it's it's a it's a great question, Dan, and thanks a lot. Um, it's that's the other scary part is you gotta get lucky with the years and the the players you get in the draft. Like, you know, not winning the draft or not winning the lottery really worked out for the, some teams in 2017 with the guys who went after. And like sure is a nice player, um, but when you see like in and Makar there, uh, it's <laughs> You know, uh, you got to get lucky with the years. I mean, shit, look look at what happened with the Sixers process. You only get Embiid because he got hurt uh, and you you fell to three. Uh, ben Simmons, we all see how that's working out. You get up in the draft for Markel Fultz and then it's like, yeah, Jaleel Okafor. Like, and that can happen in hockey. Um, hey, You can get unlucky, you know. Fuck, man, I don't. The idea of a process is so goddamn depressing and I know I know they have to do it and I'm still like I kind of hope Fletcher just goes like doubles down and does a bunch of even shit that uh, it might be stupid like just so I like to potentially maybe get lucky in that regard. Uh, <laughs> Johnny Dyer, Johnny you're live on the post game. Nope. Uh, looks like we lost Johnny. Uh, get back in there, Johnny. I'll get you back up. Matt, Matt, you were live on the post
7: game. Hey, Bill. Uh, can you hear me?
1: Yeah, I got you. How are you tonight?
7: I'm not bad. I'm, uh, uh, I guess, thankful. This is almost turning into therapy, I think, for some of us. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, just want to say thanks for uh, somebody else mentioned it, but for the podcast, um, you know, I like what some Charlie says sometimes, but um, it was nice to see somebody, come with a little bit of, you know, bluntness and passion um, to counteract some of the, you know, just ineptitude we're seeing from this organization. Um, Now, I'm very anti-coach, and I guess that's maybe the first point I'll bring up. Um, For the Flyers forwards, I would say Frost had a good game, and most people would agree. Aside from Lindblom, Bunneman, and McEwen, who do you think was the forward with the next lowest ice time?
1: Was it Morgan Frost?
7: Morgan Frost. Yeah. Um, I don't understand how the one guy that comes in and actually shows that he can really help in this transition game create some stuff is, isn't is played more. Um, it's just I don't know how this guy is still coaching. I don't know... How the team doesn't make a move, they just sit on their ass, and it's the same shit day after day.
1: Yeah, and like two the the two most recent games, I think, are great like great examples of why you got to get rid of this coach. Uh, like just looking at the schedule, that Devils game was so important to get a win. Uh, just because you can see, like looking at the schedule, there's not a lot of scheduled wins in there. Like, you needed that Devils game, and what did they do? They came out and played like shit. All right. Didn't really seem to be fighting for their coach in that one. Now, the GM comes out and says, coach ain't going nowhere, or at least implies it. So what right. does the team do? They fall down 2 nothing in the first period. They're down, what, 3 nothing, 21 and a half minutes into the game? Like... I- then they woke up. Sure, that's all well and good, but once you're down three nothing, it's over. This team hasn't scored four goals in a month.
7: Yep, yeah, it's um, um, you know it's kind of remarkable at this point. And just the last point I'll make here is I know there's some hesitation among the fan base of of doing let's say a full rebuild and you know actually committing to a few years of truly going bottom out and building this thing from from ground up. We're not that much worse the last few years and even right now than a Buffalo, than some of those teams that we used to laugh at. And you know what? Edmonton is shit and doesn't really have a whole lot of playoff success, but at least they have McDavid to watch and have a little bit of fun with. This team had one high draft pick during the Hextall years, and that was by chance because they sort of, let's say, lucked into that. You have to commit to those high draft picks for a few years to try to find a headman, to try to find a McKinnon or one of those guys. It doesn't just happen over one year. And the Flyers, that's the mistake they made is the first year they had the number two pick, that rebuild was apparently over. And that's what they can't do the next time. You need to commit to that beyond just a short window.
1: Yeah, I agree, Matt, and uh, thanks a lot. It is um, – no, it takes it, – it, like I talked about the luck thing. That's That plays into it. You have to get a few in a row. You get, like one will be a complete bust. One will be okay. Okay, he fits in our lineup. And then maybe two? You know, one's a really good player, and maybe you get lucky with a star. And then you actually did something, and then – you have to supplement your roster with, uh, you know, timely trades and good free agent signings and all that shit. I really wonder if Comcast would allow such a thing. I really, really wonder if the ownership group, the corporation that owns the Flyers, would have the patience to uh, say, "Yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna have half empty buildings for a little while and live with that." With, for the idea of having a good hockey team or if they'd rather like go out get a couple of you know decent free agents make trades like basically have off seasons like they had this off season just to like try to stay afloat and uh, all that i really i don't know if they have the stomach for it jason h jason h you are live on the post game
8: today's episode is brought to you by cars.com
9: you know, I would i I'm from Indiana and started listening to you know, I'm a Flyers fan for years and stuff like that, but I never realized how much till today that I feel like I'm also listening to Pacer Postgame. Because a lot of this is the exact same stuff. We're middling in the middle, seven, eight, nine, ten, right in the middle. Doesn't matter what coach you change, doesn't matter which coach you bring in, you need elite talent. If you're not going to get elite talent in this league you're not going to succeed. And you can say, well, we can go out and get this sniper, go out and get this guy. Those guys are drafted. And when those guys are drafted, they're not let go by the teams. The you Ovechkins know, are not let go. The Stamkoses are not let go. When those teams get those teams, they sign them, they keep them. You ain't trading for them. You're not getting them. So they need to understand that the reality is, is you either start from the bottom or you figure out the financial ways to get to the top. And in today's financial world, the NHL, that's just not reality.
1: No, it's true. Uh, like the Rangers, you know, have a leg up because they're the Manhattan team. Uh, so a guy like an Artemi Panarin will basically, you know, force his way to be able to get to free agency so he can go there Um Outside of that, yeah, how many of these guys ever actually change teams? Like Alex Petrangelo, is that it? You know, like how it's it's a it's a real rarity, like you said, getting one of those guys, you have to draft one. And unless you're just hoping to get lucky, like find another Giroux in the twenties, um, you gotta get up at the top of the draft.
9: Yeah, I mean, the truth is, I was listening to the Rangers broadcast because I was listening on Sirius, and they said it to go, this is this is a good team, it's got talent, but what it doesn't have is elite talent. And that's exactly what this team needs, is at least a couple pieces of elite talent. Drew was elite talent. He's not anymore.
1: No, absolutely, Jason, and thanks a lot. That's something we talked about on uh, on BSH this week. It's just absolutely insane. That in all these years they haven't been able to find anybody who's even close to as good as Drew. And like Drew, fucking awesome man. Like, and he's not, he's not what he was. Like that is apparent. Uh, but it's even now though in his decline, they still don't have anyone as good as Claude Giroux. It's Jesus, man. This is the state of this team. Like, uh, the state of our nation is strong. Like, the state of our team is shit. All right. Uh, I saw, yeah, Johnny Dyer's back. Johnny, you're live on the post game. I clicked him again, and he's gone again. I, there's something up with, I don't know what it is, Johnny. I'm sorry. Uh, but every time I bring you up, you're not there. Can you hear me? All right. That's not going to work. Uh, Taylor
10: Donahue. Taylor,
1: you're live on the post game.
10: Hey, Bill. Uh, first time, long time, so thanks for having me on. Oh, uh,
1: great to hear from you.
10: Yeah, I just wanted to go back to the whole Fletcher uh, press conference and everything. He was given a softball question about, you know, why does our power play suck so much? And his response was basically, well, the power play actually hasn't been that good for 10 to 12 years, so, like, we're actually doing fine compared to the past. And I just sat there listening, like, okay, that's worse. Like, you realize how <laughs> worse, right? You've seen this problem from the start of your tenure, and you've done absolutely nothing about it.
1: And, like, first of all, it's a lie. Uh, like, when he when he went – the years he went back to were years where, like, the power play was really good, actually. It was the, – the reason the Flyers made the playoffs in those hackstall years, those middle years where the team wasn't very good, is because they had a plus power play run by Claude Giroux. And, once again, like, Claude Giroux isn't what he was, and that could be a part of it, but – to say, like, oh, well, it's been a problem. Well, then
3: you're the fucking GM. Fix it. Like, you're
10: the exactly. guy who chooses who's here. <laughs> exactly. I just don't understand how he hasn't fired Terry yet. I'm about to buy tickets behind the bench just to hold up the sign that says to fire him or something, because clearly they're not listening to the fans.
1: It's, it's unbelievable the loyalty that they have to this coaching staff right now when they've done – Nothing like this team has been subpar since COVID. Like that's it. Like as long as COVID has been a part of our lives, which feels like goddamn forever, this team has been a major disappointment. So like, I I don't know how much more he needs to see before he changes something.
10: Agreed. Especially when he was saying how he was looking at things in 10 game bursts. Like if you take another 10 games, that's like almost half the season. Like, what are you waiting for?
1: Yeah, ten more games and we're gonna be in last place. Like, okay, yeah, then then we'll make an assessment. All right, well start selling, then start calling teams up. See who wants risk the line and brawn, because like ten more games and it's
10: over. Exactly. Anyway, that's all I have for you, but Also I went to your high school, so go view.
1: Oh, absolutely. Thanks a lot, Taylor. Go clear view uh that's cool love hearing from the old alum uh 69 mr 60 you're live on the post game
11: hey bill uh my thing is just like what the fuck has fletcher done to like deserve to be a gm in this league it's like it's unbelievable it's like everyone's like oh yeah his dad was a gm and blah 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 it reminds me of like that that scene from Step Brothers where he's like where dale's like oh i'm gonna drop out of college and <laughs> join the family business like I'm a doctor like, literally what what the hell is what the hell Fletcher done to become a gm
1: <laughs> that's it's it, hockey it's a lot of the sports are a lot of sports are like a closed business, and like you need a foot in the door, but like once you're in in hockey, you are always in like even talking on b s h radio this week, we were like, okay, who are the coaching candidates and it's like all guys who got fired. Like, yeah, just name a <laughs> list of guys who've been fired in the last year. Like, those are your candidates. And, yeah, sure, they, like, tried it with Dave Hackstall once. I wouldn't be opposed to going that route again. But if you're going to, like, salvage this season, bring in Boost Boudreau, why not? That would be hilarious. Uh, but, yeah, it's, like, what has he actually accomplished? He's been mediocre his whole career. It's like, yeah, they're all right. He's been okay.
11: It's just unbelievable. I mean, this – this has to be AV's last game. Like there's no way like anyone in that locker room is taking that guy serious. Like it, it almost reminds me of like right before Hackstall got fired, how like everyone knew he was like a it was like literally just he was a dead man walking.
1: Oh well yeah, we were I was thinking about that the other day. We were because the Hextall was gone before Hackstall. Yeah. And we were calling I remember we were calling Hack his own interim coach. Like they were just <laughs> waiting. And, yeah, it's now with the uh, they don't play again until Sunday, this does feel like the um, – If you're going like, to do I it, mean, now's the time. Yeah, this feels like the time. Uh, w- like, what are you going fi- to – you're going to fire the guy before fucking Christmas? Like, the game on the 23rd, that's when you're going to do it? Like, that's, <laughs> got, that's kind of a dickhead move. Like, I don't
11: know if you guys are having your seems- Festivus party. Like, we'll be buying shots for the whole bar then. I mean – Oh. But, like, um, it, imagine if the they
1: announced it that night.
11: <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, honestly, like, coaching candidates, like, yeah, Boost Boudreaux, he would be good. Um, honestly, like, screw it. Like, give, uh, Babcock another shot, honestly. Or, like, <laughs> give me a torch. Give me someone that's, like, completely different, like, mentality wise from what we have right now.
1: Yeah, we were, uh, we were saying, like, Charlie, at least your job would be interesting if, uh, if it was like Tortorella. Like at least that would be fun for you. <laughs> <laughs> like you get to deal with John Tortorella after games. That would be cool. But it, it, like it goes so far beyond coaching. But it's the problem they can fix. Like they can't. Fi- they can't fix the problem that the organization has no talent. Like that's not I- a fixable problem today on December first. The coach sucking. That does. That is fixable.
11: One hundred percent. That's the big issues is with like Comcast owning this team is like they're never going to sign all fi- firing AV right now because they owe, what, ten million dollars to the guy over the next two seasons. Like there's no shot.
1: But like if anyone on this planet has the money, yep. it's fucking like Comcast and Apple that like <laughs> they have the money. Like unless Amazon is outbidding them, I don't see who has. Like it's absolutely insane, and thanks a lot. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate it. Uh, Like, if if the money owed is really the the problem, like, what is even the point of being a corporation? I thought the point of being filthy fucking rich is you can set money on fire and laugh about it. Like, I thought that was the whole fun part. Like, ha ha ha! Roll the blunt with a hundred dollar bill. Like, if not that, what is the point? Jesus Christ! All right, we're gonna try this again, Johnny. Johnny Dyer, you're live. Uh, it's it's just dropping you as soon as I hit you. I don't know what the problem is, dude. I'm sorry. Uh, we'll get this. You've been on plenty of times before, so it's not like it's a youth problem. I don't I don't know what the issue is. Harris Barnes, mm-hmm. Harris, you're live on the post game.
12: Hey, Bill, can you hear me? I can. Um, do you think this is going to end up being? Kind of like an o six o seven if they really try to blow it up and then they need to hit a home run like massive home runs in like the o the o seven type of off season is that what needs to happen?
1: I thought that's what this off season was like that's the thing now it's like yeah, uh blowing it up looks like the only option at this point.
12: Yeah, um, and is JVR, like, one of the mo- like biggest disappointments of talent ever, or he's, was he just never as good as, like, he was when he was drafted? Because, like, you know, there are times where JVR looks like a amazing player. There were stretches last year. He was really good. I mean, there are obviously stretches for the Leafs. During his first stint in Philly, there were a lot. But, like, there are times where he barely looks like an NHLer, like, barely a break-even NHLer. It's so weird.
1: Yeah, like, last year – I mean, he started out scoring a ton, and even when he wasn't scoring, we were like, wow, like, is JVR looking good, like, on the four check and in the neutral zone? And wow, look at him forcing turnovers at the point. Like, he looked like a totally different guy. And this year, man, like, the pucks aren't going in, and he's just disappeared for such long stretches. That uh, JVR right now, the injuries are one thing, injuries happen. Like, the guy who gets paid to score goals just being nowhere even close to creating scoring chances. Like, they said tonight he had that one shift where he had, the like, two shots and, like, three attempts. And I was like, oh, wow, JVR's on the team. That's cool. Like, they said that was his first scoring chance in, like, three games. How the fuck is that possible? Your whole job is scoring chances. Nobody's asking you to do anything else.
12: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's uh – uh. Incredible uh, that it happens to him, and it's not even like he's a bad skater anymore. I don't think he's like particularly slow, but he, no, uh, he can skate. It, it just he just disappears. It's uh, it's weird that um, it keeps happening with him. And like I don't think this is the best like team comparison to the Flyers, but like Tampa this year, they've had so many injuries. Their team is clearly worse than the last couple of years. And, like, they're still getting points. They're, they still have a pretty decent record, even with a banged-up team. And the team overall right now, that, like, even when healthy, doesn't look that great. Like, I think you look at the, the coaching they have and the culture they buy into, yeah, it just AV, it, it looks like time's up for him. Because I don't know if there's any team culture in Philadelphia. And, like, what is he doing to make the whole group and the whole dressing room better? It doesn't look like anything.
1: No, absolutely not. And like, yeah, you look at Tampa. Like, they lost their whole their whole third line, and like, you know, uh, Kucherov's been out at points. Stamkos missed some time. Uh, point's been out, and they just they just keep getting it done. Like, without a you know, without complaining. Yeah, their record isn't what it was, but like, do they have to take the regular season all that seriously? You know, they need to get in the playoffs. That's what Tampa has to do. Like, they know that. They can afford these, like, stretches for them. But, yeah, AV, clearly nobody – That I said this earlier. Like, the Devils game, because of its importance in the place on the schedule, and then tonight, after the GM came out and didn't fire the coach, like, if this team had any desire to, like, really show out for Lane Vigneault, they would have done it in the last two games. They did the opposite.
12: Yeah, and um to before I go, I'll just say what a beautiful performance from you in the uh yesterday's podcast. I mean, I think like Charlie has a normal approach and uh Kelly and Steph were just kind of they're dead inside and you just went off on a massive heater. It was great. Just you stiff arm uh, the entire team.
1: I appreciate it, Harris. Thanks. Yeah, like I just, like, and when I yell, I'm not yelling at them. Like, they don't run the fucking team, you know? I'm just, I'm so to the point, I'm, like, beyond trying to explain anything. Like, if you try to give me a, a rational explanation for anything at this point, I'm sorry. I'm not buying it. The only explanation is this team fucking sucks. I have seen enough. I don't need any more proof. And, you know, like, that's the – you know what's going to happen this year? I'm going to keep saying they suck, and then in, like, mid-January, they're going to go on a little run. They're going to get themselves in the playoff position. We're going to go, oh, they got things turned around, and Ellis is coming back now, and they'll sneak in in a wild card, and then they're going to lose in the first round in six. And then we will all be convinced, ah, this team just needs a couple more tweaks and we'll be right back here 12 months from now. So, you know, the good news is uh, I'll be hosting this post And unless, like, yeah, you know, someone throws a big bag of money at me to change jobs somewhere. But I don't see that happening. So we'll get to do this all again. Max, uh, you're live. Sorry, I hung up on you last time. Max, you're live. Max. You there, Bill? Yeah, I got you this time.
0: All righty. So realistically, there's like three things to talk about. There's goaltending, there's coaching, and there's DM. And there's like roster management. So like at the end of the day, we got to start with goaltending. Carter Hart was actually good tonight, and he lost 3-1. to I feel bad for the guy, right? Like he made five or six 10-bell saves tonight and just got lit up.
1: He robbed Panarin, like, twice on one shift. Like, that's a dude who absolutely kills us, kills everybody. And, yeah, he had no chance tonight. Like, he's getting guys left alone in front. Uh, He's getting screened by his own players. Like, he's getting absolutely zero goal support. Like, if you could just give him a lead. He should – like, the Carolina game. Like – you know, <laughs> they played like shit, but they just scored a little bit for him. And just a little bit. Just a, little bit. just a little
0: bit. Just a and, and I feel bad because we're going to look back at this game and we're going to be like, oh, three goals allowed. That's not a good stat number, right, for him. But he was uh, he was a good goalie. He was every bit as good as Shostarkin. Yeah, Shostarkin made like four or five ten-bell saves. So did Carter Hart. That wasn't the problem at all. He was phenomenal and we're still going to question him
1: because of it. Yeah, it was um it, like I have zero questions about Carter Hart at least at this point in this season. Like his ultimate ceiling and all that we'll find out as time goes on. Playoff success ultimately determines what you really think of a goaltender. But right now it looks like a franchise he looks like a franchise goalie to me and like we're after someone said this to me the other day like after wasting Claude Giroux's whole career are we going to do it all over again with Carter Hart and oh, what please no. it's just it's much harder to waste a goalie's career cuz like goalies determine the outcome of games more than any player and like he's only what 22 23 it's going to be real hard to waste like 10 more years you know like but how this... can they waste 20 years Exactly
0: but this... this also brings me to part 2 of this though
1: Because Carter Hart
0: fell apart last year because the team fell apart in this, like, COVID nightmare, right? But, like, the coach has two jobs. Call a timeout in the middle of the third period and get your team out of a losing streak. And when they all get down on themselves and they all start, like, feeling sorry for themselves, your job is to, like, come in and have that, like, do it for the Gipper speech, Basically, what we're seeing is like back to back versions of a coach failing to do either of those. So. Yeah, I mean, it gets right back into the whole coaching phenomenon, but like at the end of the day, you're, you're the first one to say that all coaches suck. Like it's yeah, your job ultimately- to just like pat them on the back and get them going in that one time when like they need it and you can't yeah. do it. So like, why
1: are we having this conversation? Yeah, they will all uh they will all disappoint us at some point. They'll do a bunch of conservative shit that we don't like and we'll just have to live with. But yeah, I mean, after after last season we were told it wasn't the coach, it was COVID, it was the mix in the locker room, it was the combination of players, it was all this. So, well, they changed a lot of those things. And, and what did all the players received.
0: hate all the players hated the coaches yeah, at the time. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> like we're so we got in new players and they still hate the coaches. And
1: we're in the exact same spot. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then it goes down to like whose responsibility is that? Like the GM. Like I don't hate this team on paper. I actually kind of like this team on paper, and I'm a little surprised by it because Risto is better than I thought he would be, but you just don't have anything in front. It's the same story, different day. It's, it's gotta be, uh, the, I, I don't think this is a player problem. I think it's, I think it's a coaching problem. And I think you got to axe everybody. And I think your you, your big, uh, controversial play is Just you grab Quinville and then you just try and figure it out from there.
1: And you, you deal with, you deal with the backlash of that. It will. Thanks a lot, Max. It will not be Quinville. Uh, the league The league ain't going to let that happen. Joel Quenville has coached his last game in the NHL. That will not be happening. Um, Yeah, that's zero percent chance of that. Um, And honestly, I don't want him. Uh, You know, the guys, you can't have that shit. Uh, Yeah, after going through what we went through last year with this team and them telling us ah oh, you know we had to mix some things up and it'll be better and us being in the exact same spot now it, it it's got to be the coach uh, i will like i do like this team on paper but the more we watch of some of these guys like Ivan Provorov is a nice player he is not a first pair defenseman on a very good team he just isn't They don't have any dynamic forwards. Guys, someone said are game-breaking forwards. They just don't have it. I love Sean Couturier. I really question whether Sean Couturier can be the 1C. Like, can he be the Taves? You know? Can he be the Kopitar? I don't know if he has that in him. Um, And if he did, shit, I think that part of his career might already be over, man. Like, he's played some hard minutes. Uh, he's had some injuries. I I think we already might be through that that time for him where he's that guy. So, uh, you know, as a shutdown 2C with a really good 1C. Yeah, you, you could absolutely win like that. Um, but in this current makeup of the team where he's the guy and you have good depth pieces behind him, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think it's enough. Uh, Brian, Brian Bigaman, you are live on the post game. Brian, you are muted.
7: Anyway. Hey, Bill, what's
8: up? How are you tonight? Oh, same old dream, different day. Um, so I, I'll try to make this quick. I got two points. Uh, first point I don't know if you run the, BAS, uh, the BSH Twitter, but uh, there was a tweet about. Morgan Frost, and yeah, it's all it's all fine and dandy that he had the most heart out there, so on and so forth, uh, however you want to go about it. But when it comes down to it, one kid that really hasn't proved himself in the NHL at to this point, at least in my eyes, that, that's not going to do a damn thing. So like, why are we wasting his time up here, and why not let him get quality minutes, quality scoring chances, quality power play minutes, so on and so forth down in Lehigh Valley?
1: I mean, what's he going to prove down there? Like, that's the, like, the only way to learn to play in the NHL is to play in the NHL, and they don't have anyone else. Like, who are they going to bring up instead? Like, you want to watch more Max Willman? Like, it's just, this is Morgan Frost's opportunity. This is it. Prove yourself in the NHL. Figure out what your role is going to be, and if you factor into the future, because I, I don't see any other point of, uh, what's the point of him in the AHL? He's not going to progress any further down there. we got to figure out what he is up here. Yeah,
8: that's true. Uh, that that does make sense. Uh, also, just one more bit there. As, as far as um, looking elsewhere in the league, maybe trade, uh, I know DeBrusque is on the block, and so is Besser, I think, even though no movement on that. But uh, as far as DeBrusque is concerned, what would you be willing to give up for a guy like that? Is he elite? Probably not. But is he a guy that shows up every single night and produces? Yeah. So I'd be willing to give up, like, a Sanheim, Lawton, and a pick, honestly, I'm um, at that point.
1: Yeah, I mean, everything's on the table right now. Like, there are no untouchables. I mean, I guess Carter Hart, unless, like, Connor fucking McDavid's on the table or something. But outside of Hart, you know, like – Everything's on the table. Uh, they need they need pieces to build around going forward, and like looking at what they have, you know, they have some guys signed long term, but in terms of in house pieces, shit, man, Carter Hart, Joel Farabee, Ivan Proverov's here for the long term, so I guess him, but outside of that, what what is it? So they just need to add to this group with guys who you think are going to be here in the next few years because right now I it, they don't they don't have enough
8: no they don't even have remotely enough all right bill i'll stop wasting your time here with whatever i'm saying so thanks
1: uh, you're good man appreciate it i appreciate it uh yeah it, everything's on the table in terms of draft capital prospects i mean prospects what do they even have really like they got some guys and juniors who look like something but how many times have we said that before you know uh so there isn't anything that is on the table right now uh chris krochak chris you're live on the post game
13: hey bill how's it going
1: how's it going tonight chris
13: yeah same old with this team um seems to be the theme of the night but uh I just wanted to talk about the desperate need to to whatever you want to call it rebuild, tear it down, blow it up, just try something different because I, I've seen enough. I mean, they're they're a cap team, they're maxed out at the salary cap, and they don't have a top player in this in this league. They don't even have a competent top line in this league, and and that tells you all you need to know. Um, I I think this you know it's gonna be really really hard if they ever were to commit to a rebuild because when you give Sean Couturier eight more years, like you said, is he really the 1C on a, on a cup team, you know, and you have Ivan Provorov paid like a number one and he's not, I mean, are you able to move these guys and start over? Do they do they consider that? I mean, could you move a coots right after signing him? Because he's paid like a number one C and he's probably
4: not one.
1: At least like when you look at the Provorov and Couturier money, it's not like that high end one money. Like Couturier's still in the sevens, at least it's not yeah. eight or nine. So you can like work around that and bring in talent uh, to place above them. Like you know Kevin Hayes is your two C. It's not like Sean Couturier's making a ton more than him. Like you can structure it so it works, but you have to get out of some of those other deals if you're gonna do it. Like you cannot re like you can't resign Ristolainen. Like that's that's off the table if you're gonna if you're gonna try to. Like build longer term. You probably can't resign Claude Drew unless he wants to take like a huge discount. Like so, it's uh, it's just gonna take some maneuvering. Uh, and they're gonna have to get out of some contracts. Like you're gonna have to eat some money to get someone to take JVR for shit, man. Maybe the rest of this year and next year. If not at this uh, at the end of this season, you can move them, but it's going to take some maneuvering to get out. Like you said, they spend to the cap. They just have to spend it so much more wisely.
13: Yeah. You know, and the problem is, you know, a lot of these guys in the right situation, in the right role, they're not bad players, but they're just yeah. not great. They're not great players. You know at Travis connect for example, that's a complimentary piece. He's not a first line player. He's just not, you know, uh, we thought Lindblom, you know, might've been a dimed in the rough. And I know he obviously has had health issues and he's, you know, uh, gets a pass on that, but he's probably not any more than a bottom six. So, you know, so all these guys you were banking on to be these, these steals of the draft, these diamonds in the rough, they really weren't. And we have all these guys locked in for three, four, five, six years. And they're just, they're not great players. They're okay to good players. And I'm, I'm in favor of doing whatever is possible to tear it all down and just bring in new blood because I, I know it was said that nobody really wants to sit through a rebuild, but at least if you sit through a rebuild, you know it's all worth something. We never really did it with Hextall. We we kind of half-assed it, and that's almost 10 times more painful because it's it's the year in and year out of getting to the first round and getting your hopes up, and then the next year you're terrible again, and the next year you make a run in March, and the next year you're terrible again. I mean, that to me is – it's like where the Sixers were before the process. You know, You, you really aren't building much of anything. And uh, I don't know how you get out of it, but I think Fletcher needs to be bold or – we need a new approach with a new GM.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's uh like, uh, like Chris just said, they have, and thanks a lot, Chris. Uh, They have a lot of guys who you'd love in a lineup further down in the lineup. You know, like if, if you had even like TK, TK could play on a first line if he was out there with stars. Like if you had a star and a half next to him, like, yeah, he'd be absolutely fine. Or on a second line, he would be great. But since you are counting on TK to produce every night, like he is going to leave you underwhelmed because that's not the type of player he is. He's just not a guy who's going to put up 80, 90 points. And like they need they need those sorts of players. It's just a whole lot of middle sixers. Dudes who was like, yeah, man, if he was on our second or third line, that'd be fucking great. But it's not. He's on our first or second line and uh, all right. Patrick McKenzie. Patrick, you're live on the post game.
3: Patrick.
14: There you I can me. hear you, Patrick. Yep. Oh, okay. Uh, so I don't want to be dead horse, but uh, I was I don't want to say a believer in A V, but I believed all the bullshit excuses that they've told us for the past two plus years. Um, I thought that AV could be the guy to lead this team. And throughout the season, I'm believing it less and less. And then tonight, man, that last four minutes... Doesn't pull the goalie when we're down two on the power play. Are you fucking kidding me? That 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 was it for me. I want I want Terry and Dunn fired yesterday. I want Av fired tomorrow morning, and and that's it. I'm still I'm still not uh, done with Fletcher yet. I think Fletcher actually did a pretty a great all season. We're just not seeing those those that that those pieces come to fruition. But I, I want one more coaching staff with this team, and then and then blow it up.
1: Yeah, that just to your point about tonight's game like having that power play, having control of the puck at the point and just looking back and being like, "Yep, hearts still in there. We're not bringing a sixth guy on the ice." That was insane. Uh yeah, I Fletcher, he did have a nice off season. I'm not like I just don't. Th- he didn't sound like a guy who was worried about his job status the other day, so I can't even be concerned about that. But uh, something, a move of some sort has to be made. Like you said, Michelle Tarian, the idea that he's still employed is fucking silly at this point. Like it, it's it, like it, it's goddamn Three Stooges silly. Like how can how can they go three for forty in a month? And it's like yeah, you know the uh the power play coach he gets too much credit when things are right and too much blame when things are wrong why employ the guy then if it's a pointless position so you're just telling me you're writing this guy a check out of the goodness of your heart like you employ him because you want to it's it's fun for you like what the fuck are you talking about
14: uh oh, yeah three three for our last conference yeah three for our last 53 i think and uh I, I turned to my girlfriend at that five-minute power play. I said, hey, we can either put up big goals here or uh, Michelle Terrien's on the fucking way out of Philly after this. It's a win-win situation. So hopefully we see that, but uh, that's all I got. All right, thanks a lot, Patrick.
1: Yeah, like, when they go over on the major tonight, that's got to be it, right? Like, And they created some chances, so I guess, like, they'll use that in a, as an excuse. Like, Jesterkin was just awesome, but fuck, man. Like... They stink! They stink! Uh, Adam Bortz, Adam, you are live on the post game. Adam, you're muted.
13: Hey, Billy. There you yeah.
1: yeah, I got you. How are you tonight?
15: Hey, thanks, man. Oh, I'm good. Uh, I kind of joined late tonight, so if somebody already mentioned this, I apologize. But do you think Couturier is hurt by chance?
1: Man, I, we've we've come to see expect such a high level out of him that when he's not that guy, I just assume he's hurt. And (laughs) you know, like, you know, hockey, they just play through everything. And this team, especially like, uh, Claude Giroux and Jake Voracek really set a standard that everybody plays through everything unless you are fucking injured. So it would not surprise me if Couturier was dealing with something, um, he started out the game real well tonight. What really surprised me was uh, the second period, like in the first period, Katori was one of the only guys who looked good. And then the second period when overall the whole team looked good, I was like, is Katori actually injured and like not playing? Because I don't think I've noticed <laughs> him at all this period. And then he showed back up in the third and he made a few plays. But, Overall, he has not looked at all like the guy we've come to expect.
15: Yeah, yeah. And, like, if we're talking about blowing up the organization, and I'm not arguing for or against it, he's kind of playing himself out of a trade right now, I think.
1: It could be difficult to – I mean, it'll just be difficult to move anybody with that sort of price tag and that sort of term. No one's looking to bring on a guy signed for seven, eight years. But – um, I. I'd be fine. Like if they were to tear this thing down and Couturier's the vet they keep around, I wouldn't mind that uh, because I don't think he's getting paid so much that you can't work around it. But right. if they were to want to trade him, like God damn, people thought we had the next Bergeron and uh, he he definitely doesn't look like that right
15: now. Sure. Sure. The, uh, the last point I just wanted to touch on is uh, I heard an alumni making an interesting point the other day, and they were talking about the difference in the organizations, the Snyder-run organization and the Steve Scott-run organization. And he said, you know, when they used to show up to the games, there was three parking spots in front of the Wells Fargo Center in the Snyder-run organization. It was Ed Snyder, it was Peter Luco, and it was the guy who ran the Wells Fargo Center, I forget his name. Now, today, there's 14 spots in front of the Wells Fargo Center. And <laughs> I think it's really telling about the way this organization's run. And like, we can put blame on the coach, we can put blame on the tactics, we can put blame on the GM, on the scouts for not emphasizing players that want to get drafted in the right order, blah, blah, blah. But I'm wondering if it's really just the organization as a whole is mediocre and is flawed in the way it's run. And it will never be successful if that's the case going forward. You know, like if they have to design and, and decide by committee, like how can we ever get back to those days? Like it'll never happen.
1: I mean, that's just kind of like American business. That's like everything, everything in the world is corporate now that didn't used to be like, that's that everything in life is a corporation now that I mean, even when like we were kids, you sound and look like you're kind of around my age. Like things weren't as PC and fucking all this like sure. culture and HR run that they are now. And that's just the world around us. Uh, how many teams aren't run this way? Like, that's my question. I don't and know. Two, and like two, this is Ed Snyder's company. If he thought it was wrong for it to be this way, I don't know. Would it be that like it's not like some corporation came and bought the Flyers. It, it's Ed Snyder's Comcast <laughs> spectacle Worth. Like I, I don't know, it's all kind of his vision, is it not?
15: Sure, I guess, but I mean like look at the Patriots and their dynasty that they had run by a guy, you know? Sure. Like I and I don't know the, I don't, I don't look know look how at you Jerry fix Jones
1: in <laughs> Dallas who's the reason that they aren't good. Like
15: yeah, it could go the other way, for sure. Yeah. But anyway, that's all I wanted to say. I'm just sad and feel pissed you, off, and I have no confidence in this team whatsoever.
1: <laughs> I feel you, Adam. Listen, uh, thanks a lot. Uh, listen, I would love for Com- Comcast to sell the fucking team. Trust me. That'd be awesome. Uh, but, like, there's a lot of individual rich assholes out there, too, who wouldn't give two fucks and just treat it like their toy. Uh, some shiny thing to bring their friends to games, you know? Uh, I I try not to worry about ownership because that's that's something I I not that I have say owner over anything but they ain't listening they don't give two fucks about anything every business in America is about the bottom line that's all it's about and so they don't care and that's basically all businesses uh, Corey W Corey you are live on the post game. Corey, you're
16: muted. There you go. Hey, sorry, sorry man. Hey, I uh, just wanna call in Bill. Uh, I'm from Utah, weirdly enough. I uh, just wanna first of all say Utah, thanks, man. Uh yeah, wow, weird thanks enough. For but huge Flyers fan. Yeah. Uh downloaded this app just to, to to talk and I know you're you guys are out on on the East Coast, so it's later for you than it is for me. But hey, uh a lot of shit's already been said, so you know, I'm just gonna leave that as it is. But uh had a quick question about when you played hockey in high school what position did you play
1: i played i played defense
16: in high school okay cool yeah same here so hey righteous <laughs> we're, we were both demon. but i had a quick question about av uh, i've got a bunch of rangers fans out here and uh, they're all shitting not because i'm a flyers fan and i uh, have forever men had a quick question, man. Uh, it, it, as far as AV being the coach of the Flyers, and again, like, you don't, you're don't, you not there with him. But I was just curious, like, what, what do you think could turn things around just from him as, like, coaching, like, as a coach, like, coaching standpoint? I have no idea with his team at all, you know. Everything's kind of been said tonight, and I apologize for keeping you up later. But I was kind of curious oh, what you think that, like, AV could do, man, that, like... You're good, Corey, and thanks a lot. I appreciate
1: it. Your signal's a little choppy there. I'm going to let you go, but thanks thanks a lot for joining. Um, what I think, like, if AV is going – all right, so the premise is if Elaine Vigneault is going to remain the coach, how can he get this thing turned around? Damn. Uh, I think he needs to empower the players a lot more uh, and let them, like – let them be more themselves. It just seems like they are very robotic out there. Uh, Just everyone, whether you're a skill guy or a grinder, like regardless of what type of player you are, it seems like everybody's playing the same way. We're seeing it with the dump-ins. We're seeing it with the aggressiveness in the defensive zone and how passive they are. Like, man, Travis Sanheim can skate. Travis Sanheim should be up, out on guys. Uh, we know he's not the most physical player, but you know, he should be aggressive at the blue line, uh, at, on entries and he should be taken, uh, he should be up on top of guys, not giving any sort of room in the defensive zone. They're kind of sagging back too much there, uh, with the dump ins, we're seeing so many fucking dump ins and, uh, you know, the skilled players need to be empowered to carry the puck a little bit more and, uh, make creative plays rather than, Oh, let's just get it deep. Like, I, you know, for God's sake, give me an emphasis on creating plays from behind the net. All right, Johnny Dyer, we're going to try this one more time. Johnny, you are live. I think I have you, I Johnny. I think I have you,
3: Johnny. Wow. Unreal. Holy shit. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, everything's already been said. Bill, I w- <laughs> remember when everybody was really concerned about who they're going to take in the expansion draft? That was
8: hilarious. <laughs> this fucking expansion draft. Man. Take anybody. Um, I don't care. Take whoever. Yeah. Anybody. Not can you take three or four guys?
1: Yeah.
9: Yeah. Whatever. Whatever it takes. Uh, I you, I think you mentioned it, but I don't know. Like, I, I must not have heard it. Ever. Like, I think my phone was causing problems too. Who, who can replace? It? Like, they got to change them all, right? They're not gonna. We were laughing about it the other week. Like, they're gonna get rid of. Terry and I mean they're gonna get rid of uh, Av and then Terry is gonna be head coach or like Mike Yo is gonna be the head coach <laughs> like who they really got to get rid of all three guys who like who's gonna replace those guys and real fast true to form did you notice that when they finally did pull the goalie that uh, Risto was back there and he made like three fantastic saves like the rest of the team left him to hang out the dry just like they had done with Carter the game so that was nice to see that. Um, yes.
16: consistent
1: with yeah. that. Thanks, Bill. Yeah, thanks a lot, Johnny. Uh, just in terms of guys who could take that spot uh, if they were to replace Lane Vigneault, I really want Bruce, Bruce Boudreau, uh, and it's for completely selfish reasons. I just want to have Coach Hamm. Um, If you just look at Bruce Boudreau, just look at him. Google right now. Type in your Google machines, Bruce Boudreau hit the images. He looks like fucking Ham. He looks like Ham. He just like a plate of Ham. That's Bruce Boudreaux. And like he's had outside of playoff success, he's had a pretty damn good career as a head coach. Uh, I, I As a short term sort of let's see if he can fire the boys up. I would like Bruce Boudreaux or John Tortorella because that would be goddamn hilarious. I just think it would be funny to have John Tortorella. Like, I, I'm so I wish I had like better answers. Um, but this team has me in such a state that I want like the dumbest fucking thing to happen. Like, give me John Tortorella just freaking the fuck out for hours on end, uh, and like screaming at Charlie. Really, because I want Charlie to get screamed at by John Tortorella. Like, that would be a nice feather in his cap as a journalist, like. I got screamed at by John Tortorella. I think that would be good for him. I think it would be entertaining for all of us to see or hear Charlie get screamed at by John Tortorella. So I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, Or Boudreaux, because he's fucking ham. Uh, All right, Harris Barnes. Harris, you're the last caller tonight.
12: Um, Hey, Bill. um, Going back to, like, the whole coaches thing, would you rather, um, like, go outside the NHL? Because, like, as you said, they just recycle coaches and – I mean, I guess the teams know what they're getting because, like, these guys have done it. But, like, it's just so usually um, low risk, low reward. You could go get a major junior coach um, like a lot of teams have done. I don't think a lot of NCAA coaches work that well uh, because the whole, the whole system is way different. But um, what your, that's my first point. So what do you think of that?
1: It depends on the goal. Like um, if they fire Elaine Vigneault like, you know, tomorrow and the idea is to bring in someone to jumpstart this team, we are going to make a trade or two. We're going to try to salvage this season for this season. Then I want like I want to retread. I, I want one of those guys with the proven track record, a Tortorella, a Boudreaux, one of those guys with the short shelf life. But they can get out. of They can get a lot out of you in a short amount of time. If the idea is to build for the future, I would love a dude like um, like a Luke Richardson or someone who's like working their way up through the ranks and yeah, that you can say we want him to be the coach for the next five, seven years. We're gonna stick with him while we figure, you know, our own bullshit out.
12: Although Detroit's done that and it's not led them anywhere, although Iserman's making them a better team, but it's not like Blashell's a good coach.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you know, listen, they tried it with Dave Hackstall; it didn't work out. Uh, but that would like, I wouldn't be afraid to try it again. Uh, you worry about falling into patterns of like, you know, you get too close with the players, you get too used to losing and shit like that. But uh, if if the organization, that's the like, if the organization was well run, well, it's not. So I guess we can't use that. Uh, but I wouldn't mind seeing that, but. I'm, I know it's over, but I don't want it to be so selfishly. Like I'd want a retread to try to charge this team up for a playoff run.
12: And, uh, like half seriously, half jokingly here. Like, I didn't think this would be possible, but man, Shane, Wright, Could it happen? Like he has played, he's plan- played in a semi flyers jersey. He played for the Don Mills flyers in minor hockey. He could be reunited with Zayd wisdom on the line together. Junior teammates it could happen
1: it could yeah that's uh, and thanks a lot Harris uh, i appreciate it that's, that's something we brought up on uh, or charlie i think said it on bsh this week like um you know if if people like me are right and this team just doesn't have enough talent and it's not uh, just injuries it's not just a coaching issue if it's just a systemic this team stinks then the thing you think is going to happen will happen they will suck and be in the lottery and if it is just injuries and some bad luck blah 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 they'll get it turned around and the team will be good and you can be happy they'll be good so it's kind of a win-win situation for us but really it's probably they're mediocre and it's a lose-lose we're going to maybe be the wild the second wild card team maybe miss out by a few points draft 14th and get you know more middle six forwards and you know second third pair of defensemen but that's oh, a problem for another day because we are done for the night. Uh, I said I didn't want to be here all night, and here we are at almost an hour 16. I got to I gotta say thank you all so much for listening. Thank you for hanging out. I couldn't do it without all of you. This team is a fucking embarrassment, and you all show up to uh to make this show as fun and good as it is. So I, I really appreciate everyone who calls in, everyone who listens, everyone who listens on the podcast. It's really great because, uh, man, you're the best. You you just do this because you're fans. At least I get paid to do this shit. I, I can't imagine watching this fucking team every night. I mean, I could because I would because I'm sick in the head as a fan just like all of you. But <clears throat> uh, anyway, I'm done. I want to I wanna go drink a beer and go to bed. Uh, all right, that's it for me. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. Uh, you know the drill. You got to hit that subscribe button. Just search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts and bang. Content, content, content. You will love it. All your Flyers needs Broad Street Hockey podcast feed. Uh, My name is Bill Matz. Until next time, have a great week, everybody.